I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Quick Resume 29, one of the big 30. What a time to be alive. My name is Deck. That handsome man over there, his name is Tim. We're coming at you live. Hi, Tim. <laughs> How's it going? I don't know why I say Hi, that because everyone. nobody's going to listen to this live. Yeah. I know. I was about to say. It's just like, what do you expect? Like a round of applause, like canned, canned Thank applause you. and Thank laughter. You. We should get that. We should get like a soundboard. I've been, I have been looking into it in the past, but it's just fucking confusing to do. You have to like download software to as like a auxiliary input and shit. But it's yeah, yeah, it'd have to be an input. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But so, which I'm clueless. It could about. be, could be quite funny to uh to make ourselves feel better. Yeah, I think we so. Have, we have crowds of people watching us. You yeah. Know? So we don't just make it all up in our heads. We can, <laughs> we can trick everyone to believe that we have higher production values than we actually do, and that's. That's key. I think I think we have decent production value for for like how small we are. What do you think? Like like Good hardly. Time. I think we have a nice like template going for like when we talk and stuff like that. And we got those thumbnails, mate. We got a little bop. We got a little jingle That's to come true. into. That's true. Like I think we have got more production values than than podcasts out there that are bigger than us. Well, I mean, th- there you so, go. I mean, let us know. Why the fuck, aren't people <laughs> subscribing? Is basically what I'm trying to say. but well i'm good man i'm good good. great yeah yeah it's it's good to be here um yeah so i'm sure everyone noticed we we were missing last week and i put probably put oh you did put a tweet out thank Mm -hmm. god i always don't have an angry mob outside yeah yeah (laughs) jesus um yeah no i was i was uh i was very sick last week i feel like i said i'm sick so many times in this podcast you have right i guess i've been sick a lot this year um i'm not normally that bad i'm I'm normally the sort of person to get sick like maybe once twice a year maybe and it's always around christmas um but I, i i never pick up things like i've been sick like at least like five six times this year if not more um you really have and it's always over yeah. the weekends, which kind of sucks. Is it? Have you gotten more sick since you've stopped playing cricket since the season was ended? Um, potentially, yeah. I mean, yeah, it probably is because I'm a little bit of a basement gremlin. <laughs> um, well, I just, like, if it happens to me when, like, I stop playing sport, my immune system just dies, and I get sick way more often. Yeah, yeah, and I, I just think everyone's immune system is just a bit worse these days as well. I mean, just over the course of you know our lives changing a lot over over covid and stuff like that and you know people have just been out a lot less i guess and not ex- as exposed to the elements as much as they uh they normally would be it's true people are getting um, more sick there's plenty of studies that are showing people are getting more sick at the moment yeah no yeah it kind of makes sense yeah but uh but yeah no, th- like this year's just been 
this year's just been very, very sicky for me. Um, sicky, sicky boy. But I haven't got the flu, so that's probably something else for me to catch because I, I hear it's it's flu season, right? I've just got a cold right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hear there's a really bad flu going around, so knowing my luck, I'll probably pick that up really soon as well. Yeah, catch them um, Yeah, so I probably <laughs> won't be here next week. <laughs> Scarlet fever. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, as 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 a result of that, I mean, I'm still a bit bunged up, but I'm good enough to do it this week. Um, the the potty. Um, but yeah, as a result of that, I haven't really been playing um, too many games. I mean, we've been we've been playing a lot of uh, Back for Blood since that came out. We were supposed to actually give our sort of thoughts on that last week, weren't we? Because it came out not last week, but the week before. It's been out for like two weeks now, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah um so that was that's that's been good actually i've I've actually been quite pleasantly surprised with 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 back for blood i mean i always had kind of high hopes for it more more than you i think um but yeah it's 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 pretty good man it's i mean i've only played like it's really in depth before i go into what i'm just about to say it's much more in depth than i thought it would be um and i've only played like one character like the the girl Holly with the who specialises in like stamina and melee and stuff like that, and that's literally the only character I played in all of our game time. Um, and you could literally build a deck around like all the characters and all their different like abilities and specialities and stuff like that. Um, and I still don't feel like it's gotten that stale, and I've kind of only been using that one character and adapting one deck based around melee and stamina. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've been quite pleasantly surprised with that. The whole card system is is pretty good. I think we both agree they could have done a better job in uh, in terms of maybe making it a bit more fun, how you acquired cards. It's a, li- it's, it's a little bit boring. Um, yeah, the, they, I think... It works, like, yeah. mechanically... But it's just a bit. It's just a bit boring. It, it really feels like this. So the whole supply line thing was something that they like wedged into the game in the last six months. Like after experimenting with loads of ways to like I don't know maybe monetize it or make it randomized or make it come with packs or something. And because yeah. like you know when you you know when you finish a supply line and it gives you a new one and it's like got a different name. There's only like mm. six names in total. So like one of them's like Fred's house or something, and like you get Fred's house like every second time. So like, yeah. and with the same description, and it's like, I, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> so I, re- I really reckon that there's something that they clump together. And the basic gist of it is that there's a offensive tree, a defensive tree. I say tree, it's just like a, a line of cards that you progress through. And then a utility yeah. tree. And then if you unlock one of them, that one gets replaced and you get a new one. So, but what essentially ends up happening is that everybody usually has roughly the same cards at roughly the same time, unless one of you, unless you're really darting down one tree and ignoring the others. And that's kind of for a game that is like co-op focused. I feel like a big draw or like a big conversational factor in a lot of these games is like, Oh, I've got this wiki card. It does this and that. And then your mates say, Oh fuck man, I wish I had that. Like, and then, then and then you're on the, and then you're on the hunt for it. And so, you know, so that, I think they've kind of missed a trick there. I understand why they've done it the way they have, because I think they wanted to avoid backlash around like randomization. And it's more accessible the way they've done it. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't, yeah, I can't lie that it definitely like when I go back with, with like 300 supply points, I'm hardly like tingling at my feet. I'm like, if I've got a new supply line to re-roll and the new one's coming up, I'm kind of excited to see what's in the new one. But like, I ultimately know, it, it like 
I will open a new one and then recognize a couple of cards that like you or some of the other guys that we played with have already mentioned. So I'm like, okay, so I'm behind them already. And like, mm. it's still a cool card, but it just, it like dampens that excitement a bit. Um, but yeah, I understand why they did what they did. And overall, yeah, I think the, the deck system, the card system is actually very, very cool. and Very, very good. I think it's actually kind of saving the game. And I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean it's the one like novelty that it has over Left 4 Dead that really makes it stand out from the rest other than like you know like class systems or whatever but yeah um, it's the thing that's yeah. like pulling me back to play more yeah yeah for sure yeah it's, it's it's absolutely like the best um the best thing about the game in terms of replayability like 100 percent. it's um yeah you can get quite a lot out of it and and you notice it as well it's not one of those things where it's just like you get like buffs and little stats increases and you hardly even notice it, but you, you put it on. But like, you know, we, we physically couldn't do veteran, which was the medium difficulty. Um, and then once we build it, built a deck and we got some cards and stuff like that, and we were just like, okay, so this is actually a deck focused purely around stamina, regaining stamina and regaining health when I melee something. And I was like, and then we hopped into vet and it was like night and day. Like we, it was still hard, but we could actually do it. And um, you really notice these, these card effects and, and the choices really mean a lot as well. Like the, the order you put the cards in and the choices you make at the beginning of the rounds are, are, re- are really important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are a few times where you actually pick the wrong card and we, we actually had to, like, we, we, we stopped the level, didn't we? We just like, we, we can't do it. Like, I, I fucked up because I picked the wrong card. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are, like, really impactful. Um, and yeah, I actually think they've done a really good job. Um, I think they could have done it a bit more exciting. It would have been cool to like bust open a pack at the end of a level or something like that. Um, yeah, with like rarity like, as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or like at the end of a level, you still have like this supply line option. So you pick like the offensive, defensive or utility. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like it comes up as like three packs, like an offense pack, a defensive pack or a utility pack. And you mm. pick you pick offense and it busts open a, a pack of random offense cards um, for like five or six of them. You know, there are ways they can make it a bit more exciting. Um, but, yeah, agreed. you know, it's definitely far more accessible as, as it is. And you don't feel like you're missing out. You don't feel like there's RNG. Um, you know, we don't want one of those fucking Galahorn moments where you're the only person in the raid without a Galahorn, so you're fucking shit and useless. You know, it does, it, you know, those moments aren't there because of the way they've done the system, so. Yeah, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, I can see, yeah, I can, I can see why they've done things the way they have. Um, it's, and it's it's by no means bad at all um it's just something to think about really um and and what i think what i think i've, I've really liked so i, I guess in, in terms of setting the scene um back for blood has uh, currently it seems to have settled on an open critic of 77 which was pretty good when it was getting reviewed it like went up to an 80 for a bit and then it came down to 79 and now it's settled on 77 77 is obviously really nice really good um i think it you know hopefully turtle rock have a bit of a hit on their hands because they've you know I'm always vibing for developers to make these sorts of co-op centric games. Um, and one thing I always sort of speak about, because like people make this argument of like co-op playing co-op games and when they get reviewed well, or when people speak positive of, of co-op games versus playing that game solo. And people will say, you know, oh, well, you know, you can have fun playing any game 
co-op like even like you know you can have fun throwing shit around with your friends if you want to i was like okay mm. fine like yes but that doesn't like detract from the fact that some games are just facilitative to cooperative play and i just think that's so different i don't, don't feel like anybody speaks about like it's like yes you can um i'm trying to think of an example it's like it's like if you're playing like cod like whatever like uh, um and you're playing a multiplayer match you're essentially six solo players doing your own fucking thing, trying to get kills. That is not a game you can play it with other people, co-op, whatever. But it's not facilitative yeah. to co-op, really. You know, I guess no. there are some objective modes where you can like maybe make the argument that it's further along that scale. But then you look at something like Apex, right? There's abilities. You play as a three. There's like loads of mechanics where you have to work with your team to make things work. There's pinging. It's facilitative to co-op, and like I think um, Back for Blood does that in quite a few good ways. And it's it's also something I always thought about, like something like Sea of Thieves. Like people would say, oh, you know, you can, especially when it would launch, people said, you know, Yo, you, you can have fun playing up with any game. But it's like, well, yeah, but like the game, of course, the game isn't going to be as good in solo because it's lit from the ground up. It's designed to be facilitated for co-op play. You can do things with other people that you just couldn't do solo. So anyway, I just wanted to draw that line because I think Back for Blood is quite good with that. You know, it's um, especially with um, the the card systems and the different classes. Like there are so many times I'm like dropping meds and we're like swapping um, like equipment yeah. to each other because we use All it better time. because we're specced around it. You know, and it's just this like, yeah. it's like this extra layer of like, we couldn't do this unless we were in a party communicating, um, mm -hmm. you know, and that's that, that's that extra layer, which makes it even better. I think when you're playing it as a, as a pre-made. Um, yeah 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 for sure it's 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 really good yeah the whole like yeah we're always dropping we're always buying med kits and dropping them in in like the heat of battle or after a, a a horde or something like that for our friend who's playing a health a healing character who's got so many cards specced into like you know like 20 percent healing efficiency you know you heal trauma when you when you um use a med kit on someone you know that sort of thing so he just gets so much more out of it we drop it for him he uses it on us boom done um, you know, you're, you picked a character, especially when we started playing veteran that specialized in making sure everyone had loads of ammo and making sure you always had grenades to take out like you know, big threats really quickly. Like you were just like, okay, we can't deal with this. Boom. Grenade done. You had like six of them. Um, it's yeah. really handy to have. And, you know, there's a chance enemies drop ammo on, on death and stuff like that, which is really important. Um, you know, I'm playing a stamina focused character, so I'm good at clearing all the mobs and stuff like that with my wide swing melees. I tend to run for the objectives and stuff because I've got like triple the stamina of anyone else. Yeah, it's just it's just really nice. Um, um, and yeah, I 100% I, I agree. When you play something like COD, it's just you're still just mindlessly running in, killing, spawning. You know, you're not really doing much. I mean, obviously, we're not talking about Warzone here. Warzone would be, would be different. But like a COD multiplayer match, yeah, there's no difference really. Um, if you're playing yeah. it with a friend, you might have a bit more fun, but there's no there's no change of core gameplay experience and how you approach things when you're playing uh, a, a game like that over a game like this. Right, um, yeah. And that, that's, that's my problem. It's just this kind of flattening of everything, all co-op games into like, oh, well... You know, if we break it down into its parts, it's not really that good because you can have fun doing anything with friends. It's like, well, like, come on. Like, it's more like, you know, that, like I said, it's just mm. having that kind of scale of like, you can play together, but does it facilitate good play? And then like, 
like stuff on the far end of that spectrum, I would say are things like you see of thieves, your deep rock galactic is another thing that comes to mind. Um, mm-hmm. Back for blood is probably like in the, in the middle somewhere, but yeah, it's um, it makes it very, it makes it more interesting. And I think as well, vet veteran difficulty, which is the middle one is where the game really starts to shine with a lot of this stuff, all of the things we've spoken about. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It feels like a completely different game to when we played it. Um, on the, the first way through on Recruit, which I think is what they were going for. Like, I remember when I first started the game, I was like, why did they make it like this? I was like, this step-up's like crazy. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. But I think they wanted people to play through once on Recruit and then understand how the cards worked and, you know, get get a kind of grips of how to build a deck or what character you might want to play. And then you go back into that. Like, I, I think it was quite an intentional um, difficulty spike. Mm-hmm. Um on purpose so so yeah anyone who is thinking about going into play it i play it on recruit first if you if you're still on the fence or you haven't actually played it yet um don't don't pick it and pick vet because it's the it's the middle difficulty you know that's the one everyone picks when they start a new game it's not it's it's really really hard yeah um so play recruit definitely and like you know, we are, I think we've we've sung a lot of praises about it, but it's by no means perfect. You know, I think there's there is some weirdness with a lot of it. Um, but I like I yeah. generally, I guess, is it a full price game? I mean, obviously it's on Games Pass, which is its own conversation. But um, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's a it's I think it's a fifty pound game. Yeah, Surprisingly, not buggy though. I don't think I've experienced really any any bugs or tech issues really. Maybe one? We have had a few, but... but it's mostly been pretty good. The, the only thing that I would say has been a problem is a bit of like jankiness here and there, um, but nothing huge for sure. Um, like the aiming to start with. And I think that's, that has immediately put people off. Most people don't have the patience to fuck around, but they don't even know what aiming settings are, you know? Yeah, that did take um, a while to get right. Yeah. Right, and it, it did feel like shit. I don't know what they had done. Like the bullet, like the aim assist like pushed you off target it was so fucked up it's like they accidentally slid the aim assist number into negatives rather than like positives it was so weird um so if once you figure that out the aiming was pretty smooth every now and again there's like zombies that skip like like jerk around have you seen that before they like they like rubber band and you're like what is going on here it's not it's quite rare but it does happen it's just quite jarring i've seen it a few times yeah um yeah, yeah, I guess things can be a bit slidey and a bit rubbery and a bit, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's, those... there's there's a little bit of polish that that, that could be there. But... Those fucking crushes and the slammers that like get within a twenty meter range of you and just slide over. They're like Commando Pro. Yeah. It's so dumb. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Um, I think there's a fair amount of content, all things considered. It's like twenty levels. They like with a big range in like length. Some of them are really long, and some of them are quite short. Um, yeah. Overall, I think the levels are like are not that good. I think they're kind of boring. Um, it tells the it's scenery held... changes nicely. I think there's there's you never you never feel like you're in in one area for too long. Like no, you like I retread think... levels though. <sighs> A couple, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess maybe is there's a bit, there's a bit, a lot. There's quite a lot of like the grassy, swampy areas and stuff like that. But I think, I think overall the level design isn't bad. Um, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. you're kind of just running along a route, right? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's bad. It's just, it's just okay. Like, uh, I think they could have. It really felt like, like twenty-year-old uh, map design. Like there was just nothing mm. interesting about them. Like, they were fine, you know, whatever. Like they didn't do anything wrong. You know, there were some nooks and crannies here and there, and the locked doors where you can find stuff. But uh, you know, other than that, it's just they were just kind of okay. None of it really impressed me. Um, there's a fair amount of them, which is good. Um, and I think there's a real problem with distinguishing between enemy types. There are nine different specials. I didn't know because some of them look so similar. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, uh, it's like the uh, this yeah the spitters and the grabbers look very similar. Um, apart from like the glowy head on the grabbers, um, I for the life of me sometimes can't tell the difference between a crusher and a tall boy. Yeah, like, I'm like, which which one is it? I like, I didn't know. I didn't know they were different things. Yeah, they they literally look exactly the same. I don't hang um, on. No, because there is a third one. I'm getting confused now. Because the crush is the one that grabs you, and then there's a tall boy which slams. Yeah. But then there's a third yeah. one that looks the same. That that has. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think the tall boy comes in and does like a big single like AOE lunge, and there's another one that has like a spiky big arm, and he does like multiple big hits. That's a different special. That's a different I one. Yeah. Idea. I just yeah. thought I was a. I just thought that was a corruption card altering the way it played. And the only reason I know that is because <sighs> I went on the um that fucking pvp game mode and you because you can pick all of them and i was like what is this? this is like new is this exclusive to the game mode and then i started looking out for it and i was like oh fuck there is actually more you just yeah you literally just can't tell because they look that similar yeah it's yeah it's weird isn't it <coughs> it's weird that they <coughs> went for a uh, really similar design on all of them um, I, I think the idea was that they had like three archetypes and then three sub archetypes within them they had like the fat boys the little fucking nippy tiny ones and then the tall ones and then they made three within each. it's like the big ones like one of them vomits one of them just runs at you and blows up and there's another third one that i can't remember yeah yeah i think that is a, bit of a problem as well but you know it's not the end of the world because ultimately it's just shooty shooty in the head basically yeah yeah it, it, it would be quite nice to have the whole because they were very distinctive in in the left for dead games weren't they they did look very very different um gross in fact yeah quite a lot of them the design i actually think yeah now, now that i think about it i think the designs on the specials um were actually better in in, in left for dead um you know like they, they're quite similar like like a, a lot of them have just been sort of copied and pasted over but just the actual designs i think were were, were better in, in in left for dead yeah um but yeah yeah, it has it. It has its issues, but surprisingly, um, <clears throat> surprisingly, pretty good. Because based on, I don't know, just based on Left 4 Dead not being a very polished game um, when it came out as well, I, I did kind of expect this one to have a lot more issues than it did right out the gates. Um, and it was quite nice that it was just kind of like pick up and play and have fun um, right, right from the get go, kind of thing. Perfect um, for Games Pass so, as well, to be honest. Oh, it's it's absolutely perfect games pass game um it's just it's like it was made for that oh also we we didn't talk about the ai the ai is fucking dreadful oh yeah the 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 ai teammates are actually like i think it's probably the worst ai i've actually seen so bad maybe ever maybe ever um (laughs) it's so it's so bad yeah Absolutely, is, you have to play that game with friends. Which is a real you problem. Can't, you can't. Yeah, which, right, yeah. which is a real problem because I think it comes back to this thing of like, 
your experience is going to be drastically improved if you play this with with friends you know ideally a, a four man but if you can't that's fine but i think playing this game solo would be tough be the worst ever. <laughs> i don't think i could yeah. ever do it and playing with randos again is tough because they've like neutered the ping system and like it doesn't kind of work um yeah i'm still not sure if it's a bug or if that's intentional yeah yeah either way it's not good <laughs> um yeah so but overall yeah it is, it is good we're having a good time with it i can feel myself slowing down on it a bit um mm, same. because like the the cards are more expensive now so it takes longer to unlock them um and i'm retreading levels on a higher difficulty and even though it's a lot more fun and a lot more engaging um I, it never really feels like i'm like redoing the same thing it's just there isn't I don't know. I don't really know how to frame it. I'm not, I was going to say there isn't that much variety, but there is because the levels do vary like quite a lot. You know, you've got like an ogre or the hags or, you know, the, all those card multipliers. They do add up on the mist. You know, they do make a difference. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I want to keep playing it, but I can feel my motivation slowing down a bit. Um, but maybe that's just because, yeah. the, you know, it doesn't have the, we're not in the honeymoon period anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like there was something else I wanted to say about it. I, it was the it was the Games Pass um, and how much success it's had on Games Pass. So there there are some numbers floating around somewhere I can't remember where, but like the amount of people playing Back for Blood on Xbox versus uh, PlayStation is you know huge. Um, yeah. yeah. So and I think it, it's got a really really nice foundation. I think Back for Blood, um, which is kind of cool. Because I can see myself coming back to this, um, you know, in a year's time or whatever. You know, if we, we're still playing it in a month, you know, in a year's time where they've added like, you know, an Act Four or, or an Act Five or whatever, you know, and maybe another character, you know, a, a load more cards. Like I can see myself coming back to it. Um, maybe some more specials um, because um, yeah, it is ultimately fun to play. Sure. So yeah, yeah, really yeah, nice foundation as well. So I think it's um, it's a success overall. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Red. All right. Well, that's, that's it for Back for Blood. I did want to speak about it as well because we, we spoke about it in our last um, show. Was was grounded and we're speaking about it and we're speaking about the new update which came out this week. Um, and our, straight after the podcast two weeks ago, we went, we went away and we played a bit of Grounded, didn't we? Um, mm-hmm. Squash and bugs. Um, and I had a, I had a great time. <laughs> I, don't, I literally don't yeah. know why, but I did. I, I can't put my finger on, on like why I can. I was having I a can. good time. Go on then. It's it's far better than when we last played it in <laughs> in every way. Like I just feel like they just ironed out so much of the jankiness. Um, like the whole building system, I feel like is so much more polished. Like with the terrain and and how you build it as well and. Because like I I know the the basic mechanics are still there, but I could swear when we first played it, building a house was the most infuriating thing because it was just so janky with the way it interacted with the terrain. Because the terrain's not very flat, there's loads of shit everywhere. So placing your blueprints and building was always so hard to place, and they're always flicking around and skitting out and going crazy. And now the game just. It's just like, yeah, you can put it there. Sure, we don't give a shit about that rock, or we don't give a shit about that that elevation there, or anything like that. And it's just so like, I, I built like a just a house with like loads of stuff in it and chests and everything in like five ten minutes, mm. like not even like, and that is so much quicker than anything like Ark or or Minecraft or or or, or anything like that of a similar genre. Yeah, I think and, it's. Uh, 
yeah. you can you can tell sorry i just jump in i was gonna tell us to say you can tell that they've they've looked around and learned a lot from other survival games because you it's a necessity for quality of life in survival games mm. oh yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah just having it be accessible and not feel like so much of a chore um I don't. I. I feel like they're not that stingy with with the the materials you get as well. Like you knock down a piece of grass or a tree or something like that, and you get quite a lot from it. Like it's not like you have to be hacking wood for like fucking two hours to build like two walls or something like that. Like it's what that's really what I felt. It was like an arc. Um, I just felt like I was always punching wood. <laughs> just always so just yeah, grabbing berries punching yeah. wood yeah and grabbing i remember berries. i i got like repetitive strain on my finger because i had i had like a y i think it was or x maybe on a, on a paddle and yeah. i was just whenever i was running i was just mashing it to like just grab berries because you needed <laughs> yeah. it or you died in like five minutes for being hungry yeah and eventually my wrist started seizing up and i was like i can't play this game anymore i can't yeah it's it's so bad yeah if you were to eat that many berries in real life you'd explode yeah you would like, there's no way like berries are way more filling than that game gives off yeah exactly um but yeah and it's just it's just cute right the whole like design of it is way different to anything else yeah, like, again you could argue arc's cool it's like it's dinosaurs and shit but like it's still got that realism factor where i i i, I don't know i feel like <clears throat> it doesn't take itself too seriously grounded it's just fun and it's cute and it's quirky and you know the way they describe items and they use words like nab and slurp and all that kind of stuff <laughs> instead of Huck. instead of drink and eat yeah and shit like that. it just doesn't really take itself too seriously and it just it just makes you just everything feel a bit more lighthearted i think it wants you to have fun um, doesn't it that's the thing yeah exactly it doesn't want um, you to be grueling like uh, like farming for resources and yeah yeah which is what it felt like when we first played it when it came right out of preview um and yeah i feel like they've just simplified everything um and just made it way better and 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 i think maybe they they made it so it's a lot less materials to make stuff like armor and weapons i feel like they reduced the amount it was to make that kind of stuff as well mm-hmm. um and and yeah man it's just good the 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 combat's better than most games in that genre as well yeah like I mean, what the it's fuck still, it's still your basic <laughs> still your basic sort of swing and stuff like that but it just feels it's response kind of crunchy yeah, yeah it's just like you hit stuff you feel it and then you go into a defense when you can you, know, you can actually see an enemy looking like it's going to attack you so then you're like i'm going to defend yeah. where other games of that genre it's just they like just like glitch around yeah the enemies are just <laughs> yeah, yeah. sliding everywhere and you're like where's my health gone it didn't even look like it attacked me yeah whereas this one you can see them actually like winding up for an attack and you're like okay well now i'll block and stuff like that so it's still simple but it's just done right i don't know yeah. um totally agree it's just it's satisfying yeah. because it's bugs it's fucking bugs like there are so many times yeah. we like killed shit and they're like limbs just fell off and their head rolled down the hill and you're like oh like cause you fucking yeah. batter it and it's just like <laughs> yeah it's um yeah it's it, kind of gross as well no, like, it's, it's kind of gross like it just i remember when i f- first was digging for those grubs those little worms and i had no idea i had no idea there was a chance that you could dig up like a a lava which is like (laughs) you know like when they evolve one stage further and i dug it up and this is horrible gross spiky thing just started like screaming at me and attacking me and i'm like this (laughs) is not 
what I was expecting when I dug into the ground. This is yeah. fucking disgusting. It's really funny. It is really funny because like I don't feel like that is an emotion like on the on the emotional wheel. Like disgust is not usually an emotion that I is invoked by the games that I play. And to get that so regularly ungrounded, I'm like, you know, it just it does feel it helps it feel quite unique. Um yeah, there was something sure. there was something we were killing. Oh, hold on. There was something. There was like a big boy we were trying to kill the other day. Was it? Was it one of the like? It's funny that was I can't it, remember. Was the, it the ladybug that we killed like last night? No, no, no. I'm thinking of when we played, but like two weeks ago. It was like the thing that like launched bombs at us. It's funny. I don't oh, know yeah, the name of the bug. The I just know the name. Like... Cockroaches, wasn't it? <laughs> it was what? Like, wasn't it a cockroach? It might have been a cockroach or something like that. Yeah. Or was it some... those dung beetles? I think it might have been a dung beetle. Yeah, maybe, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's just like whenever I come across a new bug like that, and you like hear them like scuttling and shit, and the noises yeah. they make, I'm just like, my spine is like having a seizure. Plus you, just, you just don't know as well. Whenever I see a bug like that, I'm always just like friend or foe. Like I have no <laughs> yeah. idea. And then he just starts fucking charging at me, and I'm like, well, foe, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because um, they are passive. And it's like, yes, like the um the ant hill we found. Like we got close to it, and all you could hear was. And it's just like, oh, this yeah. is horrible. And there were like 20. And there were more. Oh. There were so many. It was fucking disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just that sound. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. So it's, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying myself. I think it's, I think it's, it's pretty fun. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll see if that, if that wears off. I don't know, but it's, 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 it's pretty fun for now. Um, and yeah. Yeah. At the moment, it's a good like fallback game. I think it's really easy to hop yeah. into. There's not it's the stakes aren't high, you know. Just kind of could go out and kill some shit, get some resources, and kind of save and quit. Yeah. Um, and the game's not. I think the game's not even out. Like it's not in one point one point oh yet. It's still in preview. It's meant to launch next year. Yeah. Um, so it should be quite beefy by by then. So, yeah, big round of applause to um, applause applause, applause. <laughs> to to um to Obsidian and that tiny team of twelve. That's um, it looks it looks pretty as well, man. Um, yeah, I mean, a, a team of twelve made that and and is updating it and maintaining it is very very impressive. Mm. Is it not? <laughs> mm. I think I might have lost you. Oh god, I think we've lagged out. Oh no. Are you, are you still here? Back. Oh, we'll we'll, be, we'll be back. Looks like the answer after these short messages. We're gonna stop and be right back. I guess. And he's gone. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a solo podcast. It's hi, we're back. Um, ground is pretty good. Blood's pretty good. Um, <laughs> I I hit a hundred k game score. I just wanted to drop that in there. I just wanted to mm-hmm. auto fillate myself a bit because it's been a long time coming. You know, six figures. Yeah, what are we gonna say? What are you gonna do? You know, it's big. Why are you going all fucking like New York? <laughs> What's going on here? What you, you know, gonna do? <laughs> you gonna do two k coming for you next? It's uh. <laughs> it's just a pretty big deal you know no worries uh, i saw dune i wanted to say as well i just wanted to like really erratically drop this in because um this needs to be a video game i'm not gonna like make a big point out of this because i'm sure people will be talking about it um but it's like a perfect setup for a, for a video game and i'm really surprised that with how big video games are now compared to 
the last like big sci-fi fantasy IP that started like in cinema, which is maybe what was like the last big one. Um, Star Wars. Lord of the Rings, <laughs> like Harry Potter, I guess. Um, yeah. Like as a franchise, I mean, I guess maybe I'm getting ahead of myself because we don't know if it'll take off, but. Um, I'm just surprised there isn't more tie-in on the first one. I guess they'll wait and see if it's successful first. But yeah, I just wanted to drop that in. Dune is pretty good. Go watch it. Um, it's very sandy. Um, right. <clears throat> yeah. Nintendo Switch. You heard of that little console? Um, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard Yeah. Um, what the fuck? You know, we spoke about a thing that happened a few weeks back with their uh, online service. And I said... This looks dumb. And then I went to Twitter and found out I was the dumb one. Well, now the price has been revealed and there's been the old switcheroo. And and I'm not the dumb one anymore. It turns out, actually, this was stupid in the first place. As you know, it's quite the story. Um, so if you remember... What? It's a bit pricey, isn't it? It's a bit pricey. That's what I thought, yeah. Um, if you remember... They're expanding Nintendo Switch Online, which is already a fucking joke. I mean, it's cheap, but it's a fucking joke. Um, and doubling it, is it double? More than double. Yeah, $50 yearly rather than $20. And what do you get? An ever-growing list of Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games. Yeah. Wow. So they just dust it off. Like, here you go. Double the subscription. Stupid. How much is Xbox Live yearly? It's like sixty quid, isn't it? So what's that like sixty five dollars or something? Sixty dollars, mm, fifty quid. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. It's just crazy yeah. that that's in like the vicinity of now an Xbox or a PlayStation subscription when you get so much more. Like we have games with gold still, you know. Okay, it's not amazing, mm. but I would probably take most of those games over. It's pretty good, man. Like, there's some good games with gold titles and PlayStation Plus. I read, uh, I read an article that they're giving, they're giving away um, Neo Automata this uh, in in November and stuff like that. Like, there are some pretty shit hot games that just get given away for free. Yeah, um, I know. games games have gone, but become a bit of a running joke because it's been not so good because the funding is obviously being yeah. diverted into Games Pass and PS Plus has been getting better because they realise it's generates good pr but i mean yeah you know you yeah. are right like it's and that's the thing that it's like those things already exist on these consoles so it's like nintendo you can't just you can't do this <laughs> you can't ch- charge people more than double your subscription give us Star Fox 64 and think that's okay um uh, yeah whatever but it's just i just wanted to touch on it because it was i felt validated watching the internet get angry which i usually don't i I don't like that you know for what it's worth but nintendo things i think i think you do i think low-key you do a little bit just an anarchist yeah (laughs) um yeah it's it's kind it's kind of bullshit uh to to be honest, I think with their lackluster online experience as it was, I think this should have been thrown in as a freebie and just been like, hey, you can have some of this shit that's really old and we don't really care about anymore. Um, you know, we'll just hack it on to your to your already subscription. But uh, Jesus, man, like that price increase is kind of not OK um, for, for a few old games um, to just be thrown in. Do you it's, know how many times... Insane. 
they've tried to resell these same games. Oh, so many. So, so many. Like, there was the virtual console and things like that on, like, the Wii, if you remember that. So, that you could rebuy it mm-hmm. then. None of it's backwards compatible, so you're not, you're not going to keep that. Yeah, you got the. You can download the um, and buy the SENS um, backwards compat like console for your Switch as well. It costs money, and you can buy the games on there. Um, yeah, they they just. I mean, what what can I say? I've always said the biggest problem with Nintendo is they're always they're stuck in the past, and their fans are just. I mean, they're not stuck in the past. It's the fans that are. To be honest, it's the the fans are making the company what it is because they just have such a thing for nostalgia. Like I just don't. It, it's unreal. Like why would Nintendo not do things like this when their fans just eat it up, man? Yeah. Like. If there were more revolts and and more just like oh we want new shit stop stop giving us this old stuff and stop giving us like retro stuff and then they would probably change their ways but like why why would they like they're so profitable just doing what they what they're doing now yeah I just yeah no you are right there there has there's no right for there to be as much demand for the stuff as there is it's like you've already bought this four times do you really need to buy it a fifth time yeah. It's when just, they you... just have a different fan base. It's all like that amiibo yeah. stuff. Like when I when amiibos came out, and it's like you can tap it on your console, and like I don't know you get a new costume for your Smash Bros character. I was like, okay, great. But then like there's people out there that <laughs> have collected all like 500 amiibos at like fucking 35 quid a pop, and they've got it all in their shelves, and they just collect it. They're, they're collectibles and. Their fans just eat it up. Just the weirdest shit that I have no interest in as, as a as a gamer of my generation. Um and yeah, they just they just eat it up, man. Like a full course meal. It really is. It's full course meal with sides and yeah. and double dessert. Uh so I mean this we'll see. There's there's like a tiny little bit of like Games Pass influence there because like um you can, as part of the subscription, you get the new Animal Crossing um, expansion f- as part of it, uh, which is like mm. the only interesting part of this of this story, uh, to be honest. Uh, which, like, almost ba- like so. My partner Beth, she she's like really excited for um, Animal Crossing. Uh, she she plays that a lot and and that expansion. And at one point, she was like, "Maybe I should just get that." I was like, "No, you're not getting that. <laughs> just buy it standalone." Um, yeah, so it's uh, we'll see how it goes with this sort of subscription stuff. But it, w- it wouldn't surprise me if they started throwing some more things into it. But I just think it's such a bad first impression. So, like, yeah, for, for this. So, yeah. Um, right, my guy. Um, so boys, girls, aliens, rodents, insects, whoever's listening, we're just gonna go over bits and bobs. This is old news. So, but we're we're interesting guys you know we have fun takes um about mm-hmm. things and so this is might be old news but you haven't heard us speak about it so hang around and then we'll get onto the newer stuff afterwards yeah thank you forza horizon 5 had previews last week oh uh they got God. sent out to members of the press 
there is loads of gameplay. I think they got to play the like the opening hour of the game or 45 minutes or whatever it was. Um, so there's loads of videos out there now. There was already a fair amount, but now there's more uh, from like you know hands-on from from players um, and and, and uh, screenshots as well. I mean, it, to be honest, I, I don't really have anything new to say because it already looks absolutely sensational, and now it's just kind of double confirmation that you know it wasn't staged and it looks just as good in motion. Um, I mean, you, you saw that like video I saw earlier. That was so <laughs> disgustingly good. Oh. Like, oh my god, that mm. was it was crazy. Like, ge- genuinely, I don't even care much for racing games, but I was watching that with my jaw just absolutely dropped. So like, much detail. That that was just fucking bonkers, dude. Like. I genuinely, we always joke that the technology's not there yet, but I genuinely didn't think the technology was there yet <laughs> for shit like that. Like, that looks so good. I think that's hands down the best looking game I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I think it, it, true, it actually is in competition for probably one of the best looking games ever. I mean, and, and I think it probably yeah. is the and, best looking game ever. And Flight Sim is up there as well. Um, so, I mean... I think they're, which is which is funny, which is funny because it comes back to this whole narrative, and we'll come around this back back to this later. Um, but this whole narrative when the, when the new consoles came out about you know not having next gen only consoles, but everybody seems to have stopped giving a shit. And I don't know if that's just because the supply is really bad and the superconductor shortage is still in effect, or if it's because we've had Demon Souls, we've had um, Ratchet and Clank, we've had now Flight Sim, which is next gen only to be fair. But and then we've got Forza Horizon coming up, you know, and Halo, and all of these games look like amazing. They look yeah. really, really good, um, you know. So I mean, I don't know if it's just that everybody has stopped caring because actually they look really good regardless, or if it's just because there aren't enough people who have their hands on the consoles to be able to complain yet. But um, it's nuts. That game is bonkers looking. I think Forza Horizon Five is probably going to be the highest rate game of the year. I'm gonna say it. Um... Yeah, yeah, that 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 game's gonna be, yeah, yeah. I I would I would say it might it might snag a couple tens from some places. That that wouldn't surprise me. Um, I think it's gonna even out uh, probably around like a 97, 96, 97. I think. 97? <laughs> you think? I think so. Yeah, I think it will even out above ninety five. I think. Jesus, that's quite the. Uh... Like, I, I just, I, I just, I can't, I can't That's see anyone, <laughs> I can't, <laughs> okay, fine, we'll say 95. Cool, but I like, buy into 95. I just, I just think that everywhere is going to give it a 9 or above, surely, like. Um, yeah, okay. right, and I mean, I guess, because uh, I've, uh, I, I was listening to some of the stuff around, like, the gameplay and some of the stuff that they've added you know, rather than it just being like a new a new cone of paint and looking really pretty, um, and that yeah. sounds like they've overhauled overhauled like the sound engine as well. You know, as much as it is an open world driving game, it is still ultimately like a, a sim, like it has a sim focus. Um, so I, it does sound like there's new stuff there as well. And like just for reference, Forza Horizon Four has a ninety two on Open Critic. Forza Horizon Three has a ninety one. So these guys consistently get a nineties. Mm. Which is mental, and I think Demon Souls is the highest rated game of the year, if you want to count that, because you know technically it is a remake, and I think that had ninety one, but I'm just going to double check. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I just think this one does everything previous Forza Horizons have done and what people love them for. It's going to keep that same formula. Um, it's going to look so, so much better. And then they've also got so many new um, new things coming into it as well. Like this whole like um, like custom game thing and create, creating your own maps and all that. that that's going to that's be massive. That's such a big addition to the game. Um, you could have so much fun with that and you could do so much with that. Um, and that, that in itself is going to bump it up a couple points in a lot of reviewers' eyes. So like, I, I could see it, yeah, being, you know, mid-90s and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> like for sure. So I'm dumb and forgot Demon's Souls came out last year because it came out with the release of the console. <laughs> so, so that doesn't yeah, count. It did, yeah. But it did have 92. Um, so, that, I mean, as we all know, there's been loads of high-rated high games this year. Um, Psychonauts 2 with 89, It Takes 2 with 89, Ratchet and Clank with 88, Monster Hunter Rise with 88, Death Store with 88, Metroid Dread 88. So, Deathloop 88, you know, the list goes on. Um, Hitman 3 was this year as well. Metroid Dread 86. Yes, yes, Metroid Dread. Um, let's not hurt anyone's feelings. No, let's not. <laughs> let's not take the gamer away. I'm so, I mean, we'll have to wait and see, but the, you know, the reviews were the previews were absolutely sparkling. Um, the game looks absolutely sensational. Even if we won't play it loads, we did have a bit of a, a bit of a fun time with Forza Horizon Four for like mm-hmm. you know a couple of days, maybe a week, which I imagine we'll do with this. Um, I think it's something we could maybe get our, our friends on as well. Um, this this time around, I think just to chill. Um, yeah, just to sort of chill. Um, and uh, and I think that might make us play it a little bit more as well. So, but maybe, yeah. Yeah, and you know this is one of those things. Um, I wouldn't buy this game. I would play it on Games Pass, exactly. but I wouldn't buy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I I'm love that I can do that. I love that I can boot it up and I can see Mexico and drive around on fucking volcanoes, um, and have my eyes blown away, and then say, "Okay, I think I'm done with this now." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, exactly. and that's that's absolutely fine with me. Um, so, regardless, it's a good showcase. Uh, but I mean, props to the playground team as always. It's mental that they consistently put out games of this quality. Um, absolute bonkers. So that comes out uh, November. November. Yeah, it's only a few weeks away now. I, I thought it was like late October. I genuinely thought it was like in a few days. For some reason, I thought I thought it had an October release date. Nah, it's Age of Empires is October. Age of, Age of Empires is like literally this week, uh, and then. Forza's uh, November and then Halo's December. Okay. Pretty cool. sure. Forza Horizon um, 5. Yeah, so that's that. That's great. Um, so, um, I mean, in in more Microsoft buys dumb shit news, um, <sighs> there's a sponge. It's not dumb. <laughs> I'm just, just... going to go ahead and say it. It's funny. It's funny that before the show, I was like, "Right, Tim, this is you know, you know, we've got a lot to speak about." I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut some stuff, and of all the stuff that I, I cut, it wasn't this. Should I just we have I can to speak, speak about this. <laughs> you can't not, can you? Yeah. Look at that. It's a Fucking huge. Thing. It's a huge deal. It it looks incredible. I have to say, <laughs> so like I I want that. I mean, we 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 were joking around that I'm trying to um one of our friends, one of our close friends, is still trying to get his hands on a Series X, so I'm helping him out. Of like, I've got like stock alerts on my phone. I'm trying to buy him one, and uh, 
like low key if i managed to get a spongebob one i just wouldn't tell him and i'd just be like yeah transfer transfer me the money you know uh, all that kind of stuff yeah and then this would just turn up at his house uh, it'd be like the fucking funniest thing ever. <laughs> oh my god dude i i, I love it i mean I, I gotta say the spongebob one looks stupid <laughs> both on controller and console it looks like the dumbest thing i've ever seen but the 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 TMNT one, the controller actually, I, I'm kind of vibing with the controller. I quite like. <laughs> no, I quite you're like, not. You are not. I quite like the controller for the for the TMNT one. I think it looks quite cool. Oh my god! I think it looks alright. I think the console looks stupid because it just looks like he's got a massive pair of tits. Like <laughs> I I said this. He's got an anal- he's got an analog stick for a nose, and it just. It doesn't. I you like can't it. put faces on a controller. It's I don't get it. <laughs> Why then? Like SpongeBob's missing an, a pupil, poor guy. Yeah, he looks like a demon. <laughs> he looks bad. He looks like a demon. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um basically, yeah. I would get the controller and move on. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um that's so funny. I just <laughs> I've just seen my note. Sometimes I just like write these notes like right before bed, like as I'm going to sleep, and all I've put is Phil for fuck's sake, just buy a company already. You're so trigger happy. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely loves it. All star brawl. He's trying he's trying to get on board. He's trying to get his own Smash Bros on his on yeah. his own console platform. Yeah, man. Okay. We've got mini fridges now in our life. We have Xbox mini fridges. They're being scalped, they're actually fairly priced. And they kind of look shit hot. Not gonna lie to you, this yeah, that's quite look cool. great. Yeah, if I could get my hands on one, I totally would, man. Like, it's cool looking. Where would you put it? Would you put it right next to your actual console? Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, interesting. Or like maybe on a different shelf or something. Yeah, it'd be good to like bait people out as well. I'd just be like, "Can you turn on my console? I'm just gonna go to the toilet." And they're like, "It's fucking, it's not working." I'm like, "You broke it. You broke my console." (laughs) You run back in like you're a fucking idiot. That's a fridge. That's a fucking fridge. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like recording on my phone. (laughs) Say hello to the audience, you fucking idiot. (laughs) I got you. I can't believe you mistook a console for a fridge. Who does that, (laughs) dumbass? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. It's, yeah, no, they're cool. They're they're really cool. Such a weird reality to be living in, but here we go. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. I guess. Uh, all right. Um, okay, cool. I am. I'm really excited to speak to you about this because you obviously haven't read this, and I want. No, I want to no, be I part. I want to be part of this magic. So, two weeks. This this would have been our big topic two weeks ago. Had we one week ago, I guess had we done the podcast, and it was that Jez from Windows Central popped up a big old article on some gameplay he's seen from one of his sources of Avowed. He's seen Avowed, he's seen it in action, um, and he gives us uh, quite a few details about it. Um, This was like corroborated by a few different insiders afterwards. A few different insiders came out and said, yeah, I've also seen this gameplay or I've seen something really similar, so I can confirm that this is the case. Um, So I don't know what... I've made like... summary notes just below the screenshot it's so like i think it would be great if you wanted to read through it yourself or would you rather i read through it 
Um, you you read you read through it. My, I'm too nasally. I've got to okay. Those. Okay, stop me if you want to um go over cream. everything. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to cream, stop me if you want to cream. Okay. Um. So I guess. Okay. So I mean, first and foremost, the the, the title of the article was um details on Xbox. Ex- Xbox exclusive avowed the outer world meets medieval fantasy. Okay. So the main points I've made here are from straight out of the article. It's quite a good article. It's it's probably worth a little read, but these are the main bits that I took away from it. So sources familiar with internal plans have reached out to us in the recent months, offering details on avowed moving through pre-production towards a playable alpha state. Uh, Lots of people got their knickers in a twist about this, so Jess later like clarified that um, pre-alpha is probably a better word. It's playable, and he doesn't know how the footage he's seen is. Um, so he still ultimately thinks that 2023 is probably a good like idea to get okay. your hopes set for the game. Um, and Je- I think Jeff Grubbs does something similar as well. Nobody knows, but that's just sort of speculation. Yeah. Uh, Indeed, Obsidian is likely close to having a working early version of the game with many mechanics and core gameplay pillars already implemented. I can't be sure how old some of the footage I've seen is, and there's a good chance it's far further along. <clears throat> so, Avowed seems to be based on a similar, albeit enhanced, engine from the Outer Worlds, complete with action-orientated first-person combat and deep RPG exploration and narrative systems. We were told Avowed will feature multiple class playstyles and borrow from Skyrim's two-handed combat system. You could wield two daggers and be a stealthy rogue, or dive into archery with a two-handed bow. You could use a combination of sword and magic, or go to full two-handed magic, which is required to wield some of the game's more powerful, uh, more potent spells and abilities. The Hell combat yeah. seems to be more loadout-based than the Elder Scrolls, which gives you mountains of spells in a gigantic list. Warriors will get access to more physical attacks like sword play, powerful kicks and shield bashes, or casters will be given a range of spellbook options to customize and to tailor their combat style with attacks bound to specific buttons. So, yeah, more more loadout based than sort of giant lists of of skills. Yeah, yeah, so you can literally just like select, like you could kind of like hotbar, like five like essentially or something like that and just be like, this is like you know, mainly based around fire and mainly based around ice and stuff like that. I, I, I wonder if you can sort of change on the fly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like you're going into like a dungeon or an area and you're like, okay, shit's weak to like l- lightning here. So I'm just going to use like all my lightning spell loadouts and right. some, stuff like that. Okay. And I think yeah, it's like, cool. a, you know, it, it just sounds more um, specialized and focused. You know, like Skyrim, you could kind of be everything eventually if you played it long enough, you know, and in, in the way yeah. that it's... Uh, whereas this is more like, you know, if you think about that, the outer world, like you spent a good 20 minutes making your character, their background, like this is what I want to specialize in. You know, it doesn't lock you in for the whole yeah. game, but it gives you like a direction. Uh, so I'm going to yeah. be an archer for this run um, and I'm going to expand outwards from there. So it sounds very much like that uh, rather than just having mm-hmm. access to fucking everything. Um, yeah. Okay. Luminescent cave mushrooms, verdant forests awash with gigantic flora and hulking sunlit temples complete with skeleton infested depths and tombs are plentiful. It came as a bit of a surprise given the game's original trailer, which seemed like it was trying to strike a much darker tone, save for the neon spell effects. Um, so they were saying here that it's from the bits that he saw, there was a lot more. It was a, a very wide color palette. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of surprising because the, the the trailer the trailer definitely gave the impression it was very, you know, like cave, like dungeon crawly, darky. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Um. I mean, I think it's it's the type of like Pillars of Eternity are games that take themselves very seriously. You know, they're not hmm. satirical games like Outer Worlds is. So, but I just think it goes to show that there's going to be a big um, 
like like you know diversity in the environment yeah i mean it doesn't necessarily mean like like enemy types and stuff like that are going to be goofy it's just it just means the color palette's just very extensive you can have still very serious looking like enemy designs and stuff like that it's just it's colorful right it's you know nothing wrong Mm -hmm. with that just because it's not fucking like tarnished metal and black it doesn't mean it's it's uh yeah uh, then he says, uh, even in its pre-alpha state, Avowed looks like it plays extremely well with refined action RPG combat in a vibrant medieval fantasy world that I can't wait to explore. He also noted, uh, like he followed this up a bit on his podcast, um, and he said that there, there were dashes in the game, like the Outer Worlds. Not sure if that's final or if that will stay, um, but there were dashes. Uh, and also ice arrows. <laughs> um, so... I don't know why I don't actually have this here because one of the big things that he said was that I remember that there was a big, with the spells, there was like a big focus on um, like the complex hand gestures, what they did in the trailer. So like that was like that, those exact things were, was in game. Like for you to cast spells, you drew little little shapes and. and Oh, that's cool. That's very Like really complicated animations to, um, for for that. Um, uh, yeah, and I, I remember him saying that there were like ice arrows which like shattered into particles and stuff. And as you know, um, all I ever want to return in an RPG game is a class, a magic archer, and nobody has done it other than Dragon's Dogma. So it's you know, yeah. I'm, I'm left craving it really. <laughs> yeah, it'd be so cool to sort of like yeah, like imbue your your bow and like have like homing like ice arrows and shit like that Fuck, which dragon yeah. dogma did so well um yeah that that was by far like the coolest class in dragon's dogma and I, I i agree i don't know why it's not something um that more games explore um I, I i don't know why it's not a lot of things rpgs have looked at dragon's dogma for and just been like this is a this is fucking cool this class based system like we should adapt on this no one's really done that like no. It's still one of a kind, which is so surprising to me. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think I think that like with um, with Avowed being more class based, I think like there is space for that. You know, for, for there to be like, yeah. cool combinations of, of like classes. So we'll have to wait and see. But um, just to sort of pin- polish <coughs> off the bits and bobs that have been said about it, um, Jess went on t- Twitter uh, following it up and said, "For those lamenting the Outer Worlds comparison, I did note in the article that it felt like a more refined version." They built on what they learned with the Outer Worlds. Some of the abilities I saw looked really fun and dynamic when compared to the Outer World. Um, yeah. And Clobril, um, might recognize as Xbox's little insider squirrel, um, went to Reset Era and said, by the way, I've seen pre-alpha gameplay of Avowed as well, so I can back up Jez here. It looks fantastic already. It, it heavily reminds me of a more vibrant Skyrim with a beautiful fancy landscape. Fun fact, the first person spell shown in the teaser trailer is in the game exactly as it was shown. First person animation slash spells in general seem to be a big focus. Um, everything else is summarized well by Jez in the article. Avowed will be Obsidian Unleashed. So, I what 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 are your thoughts, man? Uh, I mean, everything here makes me so, so warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> um, it's, it's exactly what, what I, I expected and kind of want out of a game um and i kind of i kind of was a bit thrown off you know when they did say it was a bit more colorful and a bit more um less serious but i'm kind of on board with that as well um because i think i think that goes so well in in high fantasy 
and very like spell driven, like sorcery focused games and stuff like that. I feel like the more vibrant they are, the cooler it's going to be. Like launching like bright fucking like purple like telekinesis spells or something like that is way cooler than just having it look like a force push or like a shout from Skyrim sort of thing, you know. Um, so like I'm actually completely on board with that. And it just separates itself, right, from all the other serious RPGs, which is the general tone most RPGs go for. Um, so I'm, com- uh, yeah, uh, I'm completely on board with that. Um, mm. And yeah, I mean, obviously they didn't touch too much on like enemy types and stuff. They mentioned skeletons and everything like that. But I hope there's a lot of like, you know, not like I hope it's not like generic rpg enemies because skeletons are obviously very generic no one likes fighting a skeleton let's be real <laughs> it's it, it's it's a it's a level one sort of enemy um but yeah i i i hope there's cool like wildlife and shit like that going on um and really cool like demons and enemies and stuff because that's one thing the outer worlds did really well was was its wildlife i thought it was really cool mm-hmm. um and uh and very colorful and very vibrant um it was so it was yeah, something it was something Jez Tut spoke about because he's um he's a big pillars of eternity fan and you know I, I played it a little bit as well um and that you know the, the game is like really thick with with lore and like um fantasy goat creatures and stuff and he said that there are he's seen 3d like you know he's seen the, the enemies in avowed that are from it but like full 3d renders because obviously uh, pillars of eternity is isometric um so i think mm-hmm. like if you are you know your answer to that will be yes um uh, so I imagine most of the stuff that's in all the Pillars of Eternity games, which is wacky, you know, like loads of different types of dragons and humanoid like lizards or little goblins, <laughs> uh, so you know, goblins. all of that is going to be in it. You know, um, I don't have any worries about that at all. Um, yeah. And I think I think it's really interesting that you say, yeah, like um, maybe like a bit ajar to your expectations of like when they mention like loads of like colorful fauna Um and also that, and then the mention of like, oh, it's like borrowing from the outer worlds. Like it's it's fairly similar to the outer worlds in terms of like its its look. And I was like, when I read that, I was like, well, that's kind of weird because I remember one of the things I didn't like about the outer worlds that much is how it looked. So I had mm. since like like gone back and watched a few more videos of it. And what I guess I really mean is that I don't like some of the texture work in the outer worlds. I think it's actually quite a good looking game. The skyboxes look really nice. And the art direction, the actual direction of the box of like the environments you're in is really good. Um, it's just that I've just, for whatever reason, some of the texture just does nothing for me. Like when you like go up to like a house and, or like the rock, like the alien rocks or something like and none of it just looks very detailed or very good. It, it looks like it was not finished in a way. Mm. Um, but so that kind of threw me off, but you could put that down to Outer Worlds being a smaller double A production. Um, you could put it down yeah. to being, you know, a last gen game. This is an Xbox Series S and X game, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's it's like you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a uh, it's a slightly different version of the engine, so it's going to be tailored to to be more suitable for a game like this. So yeah, I think. Mm-hmm couple of i think little surprises in there but ultimately i think it bodes really well for the game and like you said it's nice i think that it it's not trying to be skyrim and i like that yeah yeah 
It's it's taking elements from Skyrim and 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 putting its own spin on them. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. And there's there's so much that the, the Elder Scrolls and Skyrim did so well. Like I I do really like the first person, you know, sword in one hand, spell in in another. Like that was that was really cool from Skyrim. So great, take that like, and just make it really cool right you know like 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 you said they're they're giving it like a loadout system and stuff like that so it's not you're not just going through and hot barring and and just going through like a massive list of spells and stuff like that you know you can quick swap on the fly and stuff like that um and yeah man you know hopefully they'll just be a lot more experimental with it because Skyrim had some pretty cool spells and stuff like that, but for, for for the most part, it was pretty bland and it was shoot fire at your hand, shoot lightning at your hand, sort of thing. It wasn't, um, you know, I'm sure it these was, guys will make it more mm, exciting. It was, and I, I like people. People are, uh, yeah, people like look back retroactively on Skyrim's combat as something which was bad, but I think that's a bit harsh. I don't think it's bad. It's good at all. Uh, yeah, it, it's very accessible, um, mm. and there are some things which are like less interesting about it you know um but it, it allowed for more scope on like what you could do and i think that was kind of the point and and to see them taking that kind of two-handed system but then refining it with like loadout stuff and more um yeah like classes and and certain abilities i think it, it will allow it to, to sort of really shine and you know the outer worlds played really obsidian have come like quite a long way i feel like in, in their combat like the outer worlds played really well I know people had like problems with like the amount of equipment, the amount of, but like it played well. It like the gunplay was good, and um, like the melee was good. It felt nice. Uh, and like we even speak about grounded, right? Grounded is obsidian mm-hmm. as well. You know that that all feels really good. So I imagine like that stepped up another notch. Um, in in just this big sort of fancy world. So buzzed, man. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super buzzed about that. That's still one of my most hyped games, if not my most hyped game. Um. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it continues to be at the top of my list, really, for for, or at least in the top three, um, for for most anticipated Xbox games. Um, they're gonna they're gonna do so much with that, and I'm just excited to see what it looks like as well. Because, man, like like I said, Obsidian their art direction is is so good, and I just I'm excited to see them finally have all the budget all the time they need, you know, the power of, of the sort of the console they're working with to, to, to make something really, really special. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Hopefully we'll hear some more this year, either at the game awards or Xbox uh, anniversary event, but we might not. So I'm not going to get my hopes up, but we'll come back around to them um, in a bit. So the next thing that happened in the previous week was Halo's competitive reveal. Not a huge amount to speak about here, you know, but, um, Nonetheless, it did happen. It made some people very happy. It made some people very angry, as is always the fucking case with Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you remember, the too long didn't read was essentially that in ranked modes, the BR will be the starting weapon. The motion tracker will be disabled. Grenade hit markers will be disabled, which I believe is a first for Halo. And it's been like a long requested thing. Uh, friendly fire will be on, which kind of implies that friendly fire will be off in social modes. Again, this has got people's knickers in a twist. Um, the modes will be Slayer, Capture the Flag, Stronghold, and Oddball. And weapons, equipment, and grenades on maps will be on static spawners, meaning they'll always appear in the same location on each map and mode combination and will respawn at the same intervals. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. 
all make sense to me. Um, I think I think some of those changes are, are pretty good. I think the grenade hit marker being disabled is actually a really good change. Um, yeah, it makes things a bit a bit more tactical, I guess, whether or not you want to push or not, um, and whether or not you should. Uh, if you get a hit marker, obviously you know that person's weak, but you know. Um, I think I, I think that's a nice change. Uh, motion tracker being disabled. Uh, I don't think the motion tracker is kind of huge in this game anyway, but I guess taking it out completely is also quite nice. Um, VR is a static weapon. I like that. That's fine. Uh, the game modes are very neutral and, and good. Um, there's nothing crazy in there. And uh, and yeah, the, the, the equipment being on static spawners and not changing, I think, is a, is a smart move. Um, because people want to learn the maps um, to the to, to the best of their ability and know it like the back of their hands. They don't want variables to be changing and be thrown off by that in, in a competitive game mode. Um, so, you know, and then if, if you want something that has more variables in it and is more wacky, then you've got your social, you know, you've got your social experience um, where stuff differs even on the same map. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have anything wrong with any with this. Um, I don't see why people are annoyed about the friendly fire thing. Um, I mean, I guess they're more annoyed about it being off in social, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It doesn't make a, a huge deal to me. I mean, I, I it happens a lot. You getting grenaded by your teammates in Halo. That does happen a lot, to be fair. Um, so like it, it it does kind of make that whole in previous halos maybe if you ran in with your teammates spamming nades you wouldn't run at the same time whereas now you can do that kind of risk-free and it makes for pushes to be a bit easier maybe um mm. and a bit more oppressive um yeah but... i mean that, that that's the argument i've seen yeah if like people would say that it, it encourages grenade spam when friendly fire is turned off. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't think me being in combat has ever stopped a rando for chucking a grenade deep between my bum cheeks. No. You know, like they don't <laughs> give a shit. Like people don't give no. a shit. So like, I don't buy that for a second, you know? Um, you're like, yeah, if you're playing like maybe if you're playing ranked, this, this makes sense. Um, I think because it, you know, it adds more um, sort of uh, like depth, but in social modes, you don't need that extra depth. And I think overall it's more frustrating for people to be killed by their own teammates. And that's, this isn't even factoring in griefing, but the amount of times you pick up a sniper and then someone punches you in the back and, and it's just like, Oh, you're powerless to do anything until they do it to someone else. And then a kick option comes up or you get, you know, or your grenades, some weird shit happens with the sandbox and you kill two people and then you get booted from the game. Like that's ignoring all of that. You know, just the the, yeah. the core element of like, I don't think friendly fire stops people spamming grenades. I think I die yeah. regardless. I think I will get killed by. Them. So yeah, um. But overall, yeah. I mean, all these competitive settings sound good to me. I actually don't really care yeah. for battle battle uh, rifle starts. I don't know why. It just doesn't it doesn't feel right to be starting with a bat, battle rifle. But you know, whatever. If it makes everyone yeah. happy, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's Halo competitive for now. Um, all right, in Japan, 
Um, I think we did speak about this, you know, um, a few weeks ago. We spoke about how Japan was one of the quickest growing markets for Xbox. Um, and we got a couple of numbers. Um, some pretty crazy... I mean, they're not crazy, but they're crazy by comparison. Um, and those numbers are that the Xbox Series X and S sales have now topped 100k units in Japan. Um, it's done so in roughly 48 weeks being on the market. Uh, for comparison, Xbox One took 50 months to sell 100k. Jesus it, Christ. It took four and a half years, basically, um, to do what Xbox has, the Series X and S has done in just under a year. Yeah, that's crazy. Something's happening. Something, yeah, and obviously, this is like small fry compared to like how PlayStation and Nintendo sell over there. But nonetheless, this is like a really big success. So, you know, good on you, Phil. Like, pat on the back. Like, this is not an easy market to get into. And, I, you know, it makes me think, why we, we've spoken about the appeal of the series s over there and, and possibly x cloud but I, you know it's we've, we've been doing more like i feel like we've been focusing and on giving more um like jrpgs and stuff like that i feel like that that's come up quite nicely on on xbox recently and a few have made their way into games pass as well um you know like you you have games like nia and the new Scarlet Nexus, and uh, I think there was like an yeah. Astria Ascending or something. There, there's some JRPGs um, that have have been on Games Pass, and I think that that helps as well. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, ju- I just feel like we've been a bit more <coughs> accepting um, and, and and giving them kind of what they want and making it more accessible to them um, this year. So yeah, there, there has been more of a focus. Uh, trying to get those Japanese games over um, without doubt. Um, so, so I guess some of that is, is paying dividends. Um, okay. My notes page has fucking frozen. Um, okay. And so have you, I can hear you. <laughs> so yeah, what's next on, on, on the page? Uh, we got <coughs> uh, killer instinct in active development. Oh fuck. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, this is news to me. I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. Uh, okay. um, shall Shall I read this? Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I'm like I, I'm kind of back on it. So. Okay. Yeah. So according to to, to, to the Xbox Era uh, podcast, um, Killer Instinct seems to be in active development now, according to some of their sources, um, and. This seems to have been corroborated by a couple of insiders as well. Um, we don't know anything about it. We don't know who's doing it. We don't know how far along it is, but it seems to be an active development. Um, Club Roll took to Reset Era as, again and said that there will be a focus on Xbox IP, like Doverkin and Doomguy, um, which isn't uncommon for Killer Instinct because the reboot in 2013 had General Ram from Gears, Rash, the Battletoad. Yeah, Battletoads. Yeah. It's crazy. And the Arbiter as well. So like, I think this is like we've been like the idea of of xbox mascots being in a game whatever the genre has been floating around for like a long time because sony obviously did their battle stars royale thing um which people like really enjoyed it was like a uh, smash bros kind of game uh and killer instinct really does feel like now especially now with the acquisition uh, acquisition of bethesda it, it it feels like a really a perfect way to do that and, and with killer instinct i think that's 
like it's such a perfect fix it's like kind of a kind of quite gritty isn't it killer instincts i mean it's not like more combat like over the top gore but it is yeah dark and and gritty um and so mm. bringing some of those characters in like doom guy like doverkin um yeah i think that's that's perfect why don't just like straight up master chief though like that he'd be fucking so cool to be in a fighting game he wasn't, he wasn't avoiding um, him he wasn't soul caliber a while back wasn't he was he Oh, come on. I didn't. I, I didn't play that Soul Calibur. Really yeah. early one, like Soul Calibur two or something. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, I, 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 mean, I agree. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, so I mean, I wanted to ask what what other characters you feel would be um, could could go well, like other Xbox mascots, like could go well into the sort of Killer Instinct game. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about Xbox mascots, but I was definitely thinking like Dante from like DMC would be really cool. I know that's not, I, that just popped into my head, but um, Xbox mascots. Um, He's been in a Soul Calibur as well, you know? <coughs> yeah, he has been. Yeah. Maybe like Nero instead then, because he was the main focus on, on DMC five. Um, I'm just trying to think like Xbox like, mascots. I feel like Corvo would be really cool, right? Dishonored, like Corvo or Emily. Um yeah, that yeah, sort of like black cool. shroud that they get because of the um, the outsider. And like, I feel like that that element would have worked really, really well. Um, yeah, yeah. For something sure. from Gears just... would have to make it in. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, hundred percent. I, I I was thinking Gears. Yeah, that be that would be very cool. Um, I'm just trying to think of a another one. To be honest, I don't know. Right on red. I can't think. Ferrari, <laughs> yeah, would be cool. Pretty OP, but yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Um, uh, I think. How about like in the new Halo, like Infinite, you know, Eshram, like the 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 brute we see at the end of the trailer for last year. I think like he that would be a cool one as well. Like one of the baddies yeah. from him. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, um, yeah, that could be pretty cool. And, and to be fair, um, this does highlight a bit of a problem with Xbox's IPs that they don't have that many mascots anymore. Um, yeah, why? Because you think Fable. You think maybe perfect dark, dark jo- Joanna Dark, right? Um, it's it's possible further down the road. Like that's a big IP. Um, yeah. But then I, I think of like, oh, what about Ori, and it's like Ori is not going in a Killer Instinct game. <laughs> yeah, Banjo, Banjo, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, not going in a Killer Instinct game. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, just the the whole aspect of Killer Instinct coming back um, is is really cool to me. Um, because it still was a game that weirdly flew under the radar for a lot of people, even though I think it was, it, it had a very weird life cycle, didn't it? I know that it, it started off pretty shit hot and then dipped and then it, it had like a resurgence a few times of players and stuff like that. Like the graph of active players has probably been very up and down on, on this game. Um but I mean, e- even now, if I were to boot that game up, it looks great and it plays great. Like even now, and that was a launch game for an Xbox One. Um, like I, I, I always remember the particle effects on that game when launching like spells and stuff like that. Looks so cool. It has such a cool um, art style and such a distinctive feel to it. Um, and we were actually just talking about this because with Games Pass, Dragon Ball Z Fighters has just come out in Games Pass. And uh, I've been playing that with a few mates. I've had that since launch. I'm a big DBZ fan. Um, but I was playing that last night and we were talking about it today. Like, we love that hyper fighter sort of feel. But then you were saying, like, 
it's the whole team aspect you can't get behind like having multiple characters you have to learn and killer instinct is exactly that right it's a it's a hyper fighter without having a team um so it it definitely has its its own niche um for sure you don't have hyper fighters it's like single single fighting single fighter hyper fighters <laughs> um you know the 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 hyper fighters that do it these days are Dragon Ball Z fighters, Marvel versus Capcom, they're all team based. Um so it definitely has its own space in the market and I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's a really good point. Um it's a re- it's a really nice point uh and it it just seems like the perfect playground to bring together all of these different characters. You know, it is it is difficult to envisage who will be doing this because you know, it's double uh, who fuck who was it? Double Helix made the original game. And then they got bought, and Iron, Alex, Iron Galaxy took over, and then they got bought by Amazon. So um, they're neither of those studios are now going to be making this game unless some crazy deal has happened. Um, yeah. So and and they nailed it, like they fucking nailed it. You know, the Killer Instinct was reviewed really, oh, yeah. really well. It was like in the high eighties, yeah. like you said. It. It's always been critically successful. Commercially, it's done pretty well. Like you said, it has gone up and down. But it's 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 aged very well as well. Like it still has a um, like a viral interest, uh, yeah. And and like all of the the sort of um, uh, all of like the the content creators in the fighting space, the fighting game space, like still speak about it very fondly. I know I know Maximilian is one of the guys who loves it. Um, yeah, yeah. Watch him sometimes. He, right, yeah. And he's like the, the biggest name in the fighting community, right, in terms of content creation. So. Um, I, I'm really excited about this and I loved do you know what as well I really like because I remember we spoke about this at the time when we were dumb young dumb little boys was how good the um the model was for the game because I don't remember it was free to play and you could yeah. play like what because the cast was quite small when the game came out it was only like six characters or something so you got to play one and it rotated on like a monthly basis on or something a week. yeah yeah or something uh, like that. Uh, yeah yeah I think it was monthly I don't think it was weekly um it's quite ahead of its time. Yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, I actually really liked that. Yeah, because you got to experience all the characters um, without without paying any money, um, but it was kind of like drip feeded to you, and it was enough time that you spent with the character that you really learned learned them more than you would. Like, there are so many characters in these fighting games I never even pick up, I never even choose, but that game kind of forced your hand, and you were like, oh, that's, this is actually pretty cool. I'm having a lot of fun with this guy, and then like. A few weeks later or a couple weeks later you're like okay um you know you 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 were ready for a new character um and i do think that was quite a um it was risky as well it was, it was a really risky like play to to make and i i think it paid off um and then obviously you had the option to buy a character for a couple a few quid if you wanted anyway they weren't even that expensive it was like three four quid and for a fighting game like that four quid on a fighter like you could you can spend countless hours with that fighter in online matches and practice modes and stuff. It's well worth the money. Yeah, um, I remember you so. could buy you could just buy like the pack and just buy like everyone for like a normal full price purchase. Yeah. Um, or yeah, like you could just buy them piecemeal, and that was I think because we did that at one point. We bought, we played it for a bit. We're like, okay, this is cool. Let's buy a character that we like, and we spent a fiver and we spent like a good amount of time just learning that single character, playing that, and that was fun. And then we never spent more money on it, and it felt like it felt like a fair exchange you know um so yeah i like that i I think i think a lot of i think games have uh i think mortal Kombat 
they didn't used to do that. I feel like they, it was always just buy the pack of, of everyone or nothing. And now a lot of games do like purchase single fighters. Um, and I, I know that I've done that on um, Dragon Ball Fighters. <clears throat> I've I've only put I, I I don't think I've actually purchased a full pack of DLC. I've just purchased a couple of you know a, a couple of characters I really wanted to play because they're my favourite from the anime. Um, so I think I've only bought like two or three. You know, it cost me like nine quid total, but you know, yeah, it's it's so worth the money. You know? And having said all of that, it won't make the slightest bit of difference because it'll be on Games Pass anyway. But you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they took a similar approach, like base game with X amount of characters is free, but then these are premium characters and you can buy them if you want. Um, yeah. So we shall see, but um, that is exciting. I think Killer Instinct is, is one of the bigger IPs. And, and you know what? I, I liked, as much as we keep talking about it being a good playground for Xbox IP, I liked the original Killer. I know nothing about the old Killer Instinct, but I liked all the original characters that were in there as well. Like we were talking about this earlier, like like Glacier, like what was it, Yego? Uh, or Jago, uh, sorry. Saber Wolf. Saber Wolf, that's right. Um, There's that skeleton guy. Uh, I can't remember what his name is. I think, Ske- he, I think uh, he was DLC. Nonetheless, but I think he was. Oh, oh fuck. Yeah, was that yeah. a rare character? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. No. But anyway, yeah, they, I, I, yeah. I quite liked them. They were kind of like. I don't yeah, know how to describe they were cool. it. They were cool characters. Um, and uh, Which is weird to say because. You know, there was no story mode or none of them really had a distinctive personality, but they were just, I guess they just did a good job with the designs. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um. So that's another another one to add to the pile of upcoming games that are not fully confirmed yet. And there are more. Just you wait. But before we get to that, uh, last week, uh, the... 20th or rather a 20th anniversary stream was announced uh, for xbox this is going to happen on november 15th um and there's going to be a stream i don't think they said how long it'll be but it's starting at 10 a.m pt 1 p.m et or 5 p.m gmt for us that's 6 p.m bst um and i think the day is a wednesday which is really annoying because it's like just after some holiday i've got i think but anyway, yeah, um, it's pretty annoying. <laughs> um, so they said in this sort of blog post, they said, we won't announce. Uh, they said, uh, we invite you to join us on November 15th to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Xbox and Halo with a fun digital broadcast for fans around the globe. While we won't announce any games, very good expectation setting. This anniversary broadcast mm-hmm. will be a special look back at the 20 years of Xbox. We'll share more details soon. Um, so, I think no new announcements. There's already so much announced that we just need to see more of. So I think there's a a good chance. I think we've got to see Halo campaign here. We've got to see it here. There's no other time. It's the perfect time. It's the 20th anniversary. You only get that once every 20 years, believe it or not. Like, wow. I know. How does that work? Um, I just, yeah. It's it's got to be right. It's got to be Halo campaign yeah. gameplay day. There'll be Halo campaign. There'll be Halo campaign gameplay there. A hundred percent. I'm not sure about the other the other ones you've listed, um, but there'll definitely be Halo. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. Without a shadow doubt, my man. I. So yeah, the the only other in terms of what we might see for the rest of this year, um, we have obviously the game awards are usually in December. I think they're lined up to 
I think it's for like the 12th, so it's just after the release of Halo. Um, and as we all know, Hellblade 2 was announced there, and I'm pretty sure some insiders have been saying that we're going to see some more Hellblade 2 before the year's up. So whether that's here or at the Game Awards, we might see that there. Um, and, and there has been some talk of Avowed appearing this year as well. Um, nobody seems super confident, but... Um, you know, we might see some more. Whether it's another CG trailer with or some in en- with some engine in engine stuff in it as well. Um, who knows? Maybe there's other games. Maybe we see Everwild. Probably not because it seems to have had a bit of a rework. Maybe we see State of Decay. Probably not because it's quite a while off. But you know, the list goes on and on. Maybe we see Compulsion's game. You know that they've been working on something for a while. So yeah, maybe we see Redfall. Maybe we see Probably Redfall. Not. Probably not though. Maybe we see Starfield. Probably not though. Because Probably it's the not though. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we're hardly scratching the surface with the stuff that's in development. You know, we know a lot of these teams are working on more games, right? You know, Fable, for example. We know that Ninja Theory is working on other games. Project Mara, for example. Um, the list goes on and on. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. But I think we can be pretty certain at the very least that Halo Two, uh, Halo Two. Halo. Halo two campaign. Okay. <laughs> Halo campaign uh, will will appear at this event. It just seems it seems too perfect, and I am I'm excited to watch the video. I'm sure it'll be a bit of fun. The video, the stream. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, they did sneak something in here. Um, Games Pass Ultimate members will receive monthly multiplayer bonuses as part of the perks program for for Halo, um, which I think is pretty nice, right? Um, I felt like yeah. this is something they had to do because I always thought it was a bit weird that they went with the free-to-play multiplayer for Halo. As much as I get it, because it's like trying to draw in the PC crowd. Um, but it would be free on game. It would be free on Games Pass anyway. So, like, what's the incentive to get people to play, to, to subscribe to Games Pass Ultimate for Halo, if it's free anyway? And I think, mm. I guess this is going to be it. Um, like, some people have said that maybe, you know you'll get a battle pass um on like the first month or something you know or, or maybe it'll be less than that but well, let's wait and see but i think it's an interesting thing to just kind of drop there i guess we'll hear more about that or maybe maybe we'll hear more about that at the event it might just be like xp boosts because we know those are in the game yeah um just giving you xp boosts battle pass xp boosts as well maybe that's right and we mm. are like we're like 45 days away from halo launching it's crazy man Speaking about that game for a long time, <laughs> like 2018. Yeah, we have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll probably be speaking about it for a long time after it's released. That is true. That is true. Well, hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Hopefully. Don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Uh, in other news, um, I did. I Okay. So this is. Hmm. <laughs> what do I speak about and what do I not speak about? Um. There was so <laughs> Call of Duty, Call of Call of Duty, right? Has mm-hmm. had a very snug relationship with Pay- PlayStation since the beginning of last year. <laughs> no, you're right, PlayStation, PlayStation. <laughs> that does make sense. And for, there's there's one year exclusivity on the DLC, Tim. And I don't play COD, but it's the principle. Do you it's like a long time. this shit? Used to be a month. I just don't feel like people are as outraged at this as they should be, and I don't because because a year is twelve months. So if we're talking about the magnitude of shittiness, this is twelve times worse. Twelve times worse than than having it. Plus, there's a new month. COD every year, so we get the DLC when the new COD's out. 
It's so stupid. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. And it's, it's so, so dumb. it's so needlessly aggressive. It's so needlessly aggressive. Um, uh, uh, oh, like because it, it reminds me of the, the shit, the Destiny shit, which I'll forever be scarred about. And it's like really morally ambiguous because I don't think it's at all reasonable that someone should have to pay the same amount. Like it's ridiculous less. that you have to pay the same amount for less for a year. Like, at what point do we does that stop being acceptable? Two years, three years? Like, at what point is it just like okay, I'm I'm not gonna be able to play that content that you have put on the side, like you've locked away for a little bit. At what point does that become like I shouldn't be paying for this because I'm not gonna be playing it? Like, it's mm. just like where is that line? And I think it's probably six months, but a year, and it's so. And it's just so petty, like exclusive creator class, two creator classes. Actually, I don't know if it's exclusive. It might just be that it comes as part of the purchase on PlayStation. But nonetheless, it's just silly, silly shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a load of bullshit. I can absolutely agree on that. Um, and yeah, just the type of game it is. Like I said, like we get, Daniel, we get yeah. the, like like. The Destiny one, sure, it stung, but Destiny 2's been going and it still is for four years now or however long it's been, five maybe even. But Call of Duty is is once a year, there's a new game and we get the DLC a year later after. That doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. Like, in, in fact, it would actually be less of a kick to the nuts if they were just like, you're just not getting the DLC, guys. I'm going to be honest. I think yeah. it's more of a kick in the nuts to be like, you can have it when the new COD's out. I, yeah. I just, I, I just, I just, it's dumb. I, it's it's, like, we're not even COD fans. It's just a principle. Um, but it's just the whole. Yeah, the whole it, I mean, it's like you say. But like, if if they just said you're not getting it, at least there's then a rationale to like charge us a couple of quid less. But the fact yeah. that they're saying you will get it, it's just like, well, I guess I'm paying full price, and it's just so stupid. Like, and yeah. and you say that about Destiny, but like one of the things that pissed me off about it is even though they extended a lot of the exclusivity on that stuff to one year two years three years was like because of the way destiny worked and they know this was that stuff gets phased out i remember we didn't get the hawk moon until like two years after the game launched and by the time we finally yeah. got it and there was like a sniper which could change elements that was like really top tier that's right yeah it was like really top tier for like nightfalls and strikes by the time we got it the big expansion was out and that stuff had been made useless it's like oh mm. we can use it in social multiplayer great and it's just like I've just paid, like, that's part of the content I purchased with this game. You shouldn't be able to withhold that until it's no longer functional. Like, stupid. Yeah. It'd be like if I bought a meal and then someone took away the chips and were like, yeah, I'm going to give it to you next week when they're cold and mouldy. Yeah, and like, I, was, I, want- I was literally going to use the same analogy as if you bought, like, a, like a, for like a fucking a coffee and, like, a bacon sandwich and they were just like, well, you can get the coffee when it's cold. Yeah, like we'll we'll like, hold this coffee for like a day, and you can have it when it's stale and cold. Yeah, so fucking keep it. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, so it's just dumb. Like, and I've always I've always said like exclusivity is like it's like a kind of necessary evil. I wish there wasn't exclusivity. Full stop. But there is, and that's the world we live in. So business gonna business. Timed exclusivity, kind of stupid. On like full games, kind of stupid. But you know, 
I like kind of get it. I wish we wouldn't, but like I kind of get it, and uh, you know, I hope we stop doing that. Timed exclusive DLC is like bottom of the barrel. The barrel has been drilled forty miles underground. It's like covered in worms and maggots. It's just so stupid, and I hate it because you're like people. You're paying full price for stuff you're not going to use because they fully well know. And that's the thing. It's all data driven. Like they have a fucking graph and they're like, oh, look, people tend to drop off on the 11th month. Let's make it timed exclusive until month 12 so that we can get their money under the illusion that they are going to get this content when they don't. It's so stupid and it's so fucking it should this shit needs to be regulated. I don't know why this is illegal. It's dumb. But yeah, it's obviously yeah, exploitative. It's... All right, moving on to Starfield. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, was, there was a really small video about um, Starfield that got posted to the Bethesda YouTube channel. Um, I don't know if you saw anything about it. Did you see anything about it? Mm-mm. No? Nope. nope. Just, nope, 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 just nope. like 90 seconds long, and they were just like, you know, you're going to be... It's called The Settled Systems, and it just showed a couple more like bits of concept art around like the enemy and the... Um, yeah, so some enemies and some, some, some of this, uh, like... Um, environments and worlds and stuff and the colonies and they, it just gives you a bit more insight and, and I guess this is what they're doing now they're just slowly drip feeding stuff to us throughout throughout um, the next year um, mm-hmm. but man it's it looks when we had that like big old conversation about like you know more planets with less detail or way less planets with more detail or somewhere in the middle it feels like it's very much that somewhere in the middle um, okay. just based on what they're saying because they've gone over now a few different like planets and colonies and stuff in a few different videos like a few different teaser videos and it they all seem very dense and well thought out i guess it's hard to know how that translates to gameplay and everything else but at least in concept it very much seems like they're going for a compact but still um like detailed like set of environments and planets and stuff you know it's not endless and it's not procedural but it's all handmade and it's all very like thought well thought out. So yeah, yeah nice. worth a little watch. Worth a little watch if you get a moment. Yeah, I might do. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Hmm. Cool. Excelente. God of War is coming to PC. I know this is an Xbox news, but how could you not talk about this? God of War is literally one of the best games I've ever played, um, and it's coming to PC. Um, and this is interesting. The reason this is really interesting is because tiny indie publisher, hardware maker, Xbox, caught quite a lot of shit for putting their games on PC. And I'm pretty Mm. sure we've spoken about this before. But Sony did this whole thing where they were like, nah, nah, you can only play this shit on PlayStation, you know, like... We believe in generations, mate. You're only going to be playing yeah. these top tier exclusives. And then they're like, just kidding. We'll wait for a couple of years and then we'll put it on PC and double dip for the cash. And it's yeah, just funny. Demon Horizon get put on PC and there's a massive fucking kick that, that. That was like the first yeah. one. Yeah, that was like the first yeah. one. Um, and it's the way all their games are going now. You know, Death Stranding, Horizon. Uh, I think, has Last of Us been announced yet? Supposedly Ghost of Tsushima is coming up as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Uncharted as well. Um, supposedly, oh no, I think Demon Souls already is, or supposedly Demon Souls is, according to that that Nvidia leak that we spoke about like a month ago. Um, yeah. And 
so I guess it's just it's more of like a commentary on like this is the way I think games are going that publishers are keen to even with exclusives to put exclusives on on console and PC because I mean why wouldn't you yeah it's the way to go man yeah why wouldn't you um and I don't know how I feel about the approach that Sony's taking with not announcing them for PC and then just put it, launching it, like popping it there whenever they're ready. Yeah. There's like a little bit of dishonesty that I get why they're doing it because they want to create the illusion that PlayStation is the only place you can play this game to push hardware sales, but then they want to double dip later. But it does feel like there's a little bit of dishonesty, especially when you put it side by side with Xbox that are like, you got cross play, cross save, Games Pass, Cloud, yeah. you know, you just they're, all day one up front. They're, yeah, they're very open with it. Yeah, it just seems like like Sony are trying to deceive you. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it seems a little bit snaky, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Because yeah, and I mean like because if you weren't already convinced that PlayStation weren't going to start putting all their exclusives on PC, this should be the nail in the coffin for you. If God of War is going on there, one of the most critical, critically acclaimed games of literally all time, the rest of their fucking games are, you know? And it, it, it actually puts into perspective for me, or rather it actually lures me into the purchase of a Steam Deck, like down the line, you know, a handheld that you can dock to the TV. Um, if I can, If I can buy that rather than a PlayStation and it all plays just as well, I probably will. Not being petty, I just mean like I just have more flexibility with the steam deck you know um yeah i don't have to hook something else I mean, up to my P- tv and shit yeah i mean it won't play as well it's not going to play as well as a ps5 is it <laughs> but yeah uh, it's 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 a nice alternative and it's a cheaper alternative as well like i'm pretty sure the steam deck is cheaper right um i don't i can't remember the price tag on the steam deck it's quite similar what to a it, PS5? Yeah, it's like five hundred quid. Oh damn! But it depends yeah. on the model you get. I think. I think there are cheaper models, you know. Uh, but there's more flexibility. Like I, uh, you know, like I'm not. I'm only playing. If I buy a PS5, I'm only playing exclusives on them. Where if I get a Steam Deck, that's a portable PC. It's yeah. I can also yeah. play. Yeah. There, is, on there it. are loads of cool PC games we would all love to play. We've we've always said that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So. That, like, that's like genuinely like on the cards now um like a couple of years down the line um mm. which I, I think is is obviously really interesting uh so yeah we'll have to see how it all pans out but that's all good um okay okay games pass games pass games pass um in terms of subscriptions xbox was expecting a year over year 48 percent growth goal don't know why really but they only hit 37 percent, and i think it's kind of weird because 37 percent growth year over year is pretty good right i mean i don't know anything yeah. about business maybe that's like shit but it was 11 percent lower than what they thought um and i guess what what is interesting? I guess what should be what we should note is that this estimation was made last year. This target was made last year, probably when they were expecting Halo to launch in that year. Halo hasn't launched yet, yeah. So that makes easily, I imagine, easily makes up that gap. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I mean, thirty seven percent rise in subscribers over over twelve months is is big. That's that's a that's a huge percentage increase. Like regardless of hitting hitting that forty eight percent goal, that's 
yeah, it's very impressive, <clears throat> and it shows that Games Pass is very much a thing, um, and very profitable, and for both publishers and and Xbox, I think. Yeah, I think it's it it, it is it's impressive that Xbox Games Pass is done as well as it has, considering how little first party content i know things have picked up in the last few months with um psychonauts 2 and flight sim um and then there's something else that i'm some other stuff but there's like be some indie stuff which has been quite well so it's like outriders i know it's not first person but like games like that launching straight in, first party sorry games like that launching straight in were very big for games pass regardless of it being first party definitely and that's what i was going to say like i think it, it goes to show that this sort of stuff is having an impact like even if it's just like people are subscribing for a month to say oh let's get outriders for cheap or back for blood um you know avengers has just come in recently and um, to, to get these big titles is clearly a big big deal and you know red dead was in it earlier in the year as well so it does have big titles mm. in it but i think it's really going to take off and xbox must know that like it's only it's going to take off when you get your forza horizon 5 in it your age of empires you know your oh, yeah. um your halo infinite uh even though multiplayer is going to be free to play if camp if campaign lands and it impresses in when they show it off uh in november <laughs> if they show it off in november People are going to be straight on that subscription because I, people are going to also going to be hesitant, hesitant to pay full price for a Halo campaign, which they shouldn't be because 15 hour campaigns are like for full price are like fucking normal nowadays. But because it's Halo, it has that thing of like, oh, well, back in the day, I got all of this for this price here. So, um, you know, I, eyes rolling to the back of my head. Um, yeah, and then obviously with all the stuff next year, like Starfield, like fuck that, that's going to be massive for Games Pass. Red Redfall will be helpful, but so it, it's nice to see the growth. Um, I, I'm glad because there, there probably was an outcome where Games Pass just didn't take off. Um, you know, where there was just like people like you and me subscribe to it because we see the value in it, uh, and we have that exp- that income that we use for gaming. But I'm glad we haven't gone that way. I'm glad it does seem to be breaching, you know, like the more core audience as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Okay, how are you doing for storage on your Xbox, mate? Um, <clears throat> not bad, not bad. Um, I could definitely do with more. I have found myself uh, de- deleting some stuff and having to, um, yeah, co- compromise, so to speak. Um, so. I could do with a bit more storage, Deck. What have well, you got for me? <laughs> Lucky for you, Justin, there's some more expansion cards announced for the Xbox Series S and X. And they're coming at, as you know, uh, the the one we've already got is one terabyte. So they're coming in at half the storage and double the storage for proportional amounts of money <laughs> half the money and double the money i've just i've just seen the two terabyte price tag oh yeah <laughs> yikes dude <laughs> fucking hell so i think i mean i think it's nice that the options are there i still am glad like i don't feel remorse that i got my one terabyte when i did because i'm not paying 400 or i mean what 370 quid for a bit of storage i could get an xbox series s and then some for that <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah that's yeah, it's kind of a bit steep <laughs> i don't think i can justify a two terabyte purchase but well, well, um, I, I will say one terabyte if anybody's listening and isn't sure about the amount that they want one terabyte has been really good for me um i don't find i need to delete stuff that often it's like just enough um 
um, I guess it depends on what sort of a, a gamer you are and if you flick between games or whatever. Um, mm. But I think the 512 gigabytes is nice as well. Um, I think that would make a big difference. You know, you can get loads of indie games on there um, and one Call of Duty, maybe. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, so, so, actually, this that reminds me. Supposedly, Forza Horizon 5 is like 105 gig <laughs> on Series X. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me, though, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, like that's justified. The, the game is absolutely breathtaking. Yeah. They've, they've actually managed to fit the whole of Mexico into that file. <laughs> yeah, into <laughs> fucking crammed it in. <laughs> um, okay, we're on to our final three stories um, of last week. And the first one is that they did, uh, 343 did a stream uh, on, on the, the PC launch of Halo Infinite and how you know excited they were for it and how they're, la- you know, it's the first time obviously Halo was launched uh, on console alongside with PC. Um, and sort of all the things they're doing for that and all the adjustments, you know, the widescreen and the frames and the blah, 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 all the shit I don't understand because um, I'm a console player. But in that article, they also, or and in the video, they also said that ray tracing is still something which is coming post-launch. Um, and there's a couple of different angles to this because they <laughs> they said that ray tracing was coming post-launch last year. So... And then it got delayed, and it's still coming post-launch. Um, okay. But the other side to the story is ray tracing was a big old fucking buzzword, like for these launch of these consoles. And I don't care. <laughs> like there hasn't it hasn't really been utilized that much. I don't think. And in, in some of the games that I, I'm trying to think of, something that I've even played that has had the option. Ray tracing is all like the shininess and stuff, isn't it? Reflective yeah, it's things. yeah, it's bare reflections essentially. Um, which a lot of people were really excited for because you know lighting does make a big difference in these games and realistically lighting and but it seems to come at That's such not... a compromise with like frame rates that I've just mm. found it's not worth it. That sort of stuff was really prevalent in um, in Resident Evil Eight. The ray tracing oh, yeah. of that game was was really really nice, um, and it still ran at sixty. Was so. the, were there not performance options? Hmm. Yeah, there were performance options, yeah. Because usually what's been happening is that uh, Watch Dogs is something which sticks out to me. Um, that these games that come out on the new, on the current gen consoles have have options. You know, it's like quality mode, performance mode, uh, or like resolution mode. And in the quality mode, it's like, you know, high res, uh, high detail with ray tracing, but the frames are 30 and ultimately that's not a compromise i'm willing to make you know i'm glad there's the option there for people who want it but that that's the way that things have been going um generally it's not always the case um, some games have both but uh yeah so i i've started i don't give a shit about ray tracing anymore <laughs> like to be honest um mm. and it's unfortunate but because it was such a buzzword and it was something that was used before the halo launch people are thinking that this is you know spelling doom Oh, there's more content that's getting cut, and it's like, you know, let's. Just... I was buying Halo for the ray tracing, to be fair, definitely. And now I think I'm just going to cancel my subscription. Yeah, if I can't see a grunt reflected out of, uh, of Chief's visor, what am I buying this game for? Exactly. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. What's so, the point? So we're both not Halo players now. Yeah. Both, Halo-less podcasts. We're both split gate mains. 
Lovely bit of split cake. Yeah. So that's that. Okay. There has been a uh, swirling this week, a swirling of a uh, of, of rumors. You know, the rumor wheel, the rumor mill is a spinning um, from all the different podcasts that we've mentioned throughout the show, whether it's Xbox Two with Jez or it's the Xbox Era guys, um, their sources, and Jeff Grubby Grub Grub Snacks. Uh, all of this has been corroborated that um, it seems to be the case that Xbox is developing a cloud-based MMO with the Finnish developer Mainframe. This is really early days. Uh, I don't know who Mainframe is. They're quite new. I don't think they. I don't even know if they've like made a game before, but they're still recruiting, so they're going to get you know like industry vets in and stuff. Um, and cloud-based. I don't know what that means. My tiny brain doesn't understand what that means. And uh, supposedly, what this means is that. The game is being developed to work uh, on a suite of devices um, and to scale to what that device can handle um, sort of proportionally. So it might be the cat. And this is how Jeff Grubb explained it. He said that um, on your phone, you might be able to like do simple shit, like gather resources, you know, craft and, you know, do some stuff there. And then you could get home boot up your console and you'd be able to go and do like, you know, a really complex raid with your friends. Um, or, mm-hmm. or and maybe, you know, somewhere in between on your, on your computer, depending on the specs. So th- that's kind of the idea of it. I mean, what, how does this kind of, is this, do you, do you know about this shit? You're Mr. IT man. Uh, um, do you live in the clouds? I mean, I don't, <clears throat> I don't, <laughs> I don't really follow uh, gaming development and <laughs> cloud-based stuff. Uh, so, no, I mean it's all that was. It's all quite new to me as well, to be honest. Um, I mean, it, it makes sense, right? It just, it just, it's, it's essentially. It doesn't make any sense though, because normally you're running stuff in the cloud. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what hardware you have, um, because it, it, it's running, it's running on its own um, <coughs> server um, somewhere off in some data center and you're just remoting onto that. Um, so it doesn't make sense that it's, it's scaled and it changes based on the, the local hardware that you're using. Um, I think part but, of it is input and controls. Yeah. So like you're limited to like, to like touch screen on your phone. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah that, that sort of stuff makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it sounds, it sounds cool, right? Like, sounds great but it it sounds very experimental to me you know we know that xbox are investing a lot in like cloud technology and like especially in the gaming department and i i feel that this is they want to understand how this shit works you know like yeah they don't want to repeat a crackdown where they try and commit something and then realize they can't do it like they want to fully invest in it and realize what what can be done with a cloud-based game and, and how is that going to be a good investment for gamers or is it is it going to be a good investment for gamers you know so Mm. we'll see because i guess some people find this appealing and it's not like totally unfounded right like some games like bigger mmos and like i guess like even destiny have like companion apps and stuff which is like you know not too dissimilar of like you can do some stuff while you're away from the game um you know have a look at the bounties or like you know do some customization or whatever it is um so it's kind of an expansion of that of like giving players this this ability to play locally or not locally sorry you know what i mean like at home and then also tap into it where possible on the train or 
whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. The second one, and this is actually kind of embarrassing because I feel like this is maybe a bit before our time, but supposedly there's another game in development uh, by, who is it? Brass Lion Entertainment. And the game is going under the guise of Project Shaolin. And this is, it's supposedly based on the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh. That's, that's a music group, right? I don't know anything about Wu-Tang Clan. No. I don't know if I'm... I don't either. (laughs) I don't know if we're like on the wrong side of the world or we're too young or too white. Like, I don't know why. (laughs) We don't like... I don't know anything about this. So... So, (laughs) I don't really know what to say about it. uh, Because it's like... You know, like, back in like original og xbox days or like playstation 2 days there were like fucking wacky goofy games about like weird shit like it's like that and i don't know like the details are fuzzy like it's a wu-tang game which is like that it's a band it's a hip-hop band and there there has been a wu-tang game in the past but i don't know if it's just like they're doing the music and it's like and it's like a martial arts game I just don't know, and I don't know enough about this to even commentate on it. So, you know, please, any listeners, educate me. Educate me on this shit. It's very, it's very weird. Right? Um, I don't understand, I don't really understand it, personally. I, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's just funny, because, like, it really wasn't abnormal for had to have like wacky goofy games like that but we've moved away from that in the last like i guess maybe as games have got more expensive and you know we sp- we've spoken about this before that there has been like a massive dark fantasy like boner in the industry for like the last 10 years like the the big games or at least the games made by platform holders are just not in these goofy genres anymore I don't think that's like a. I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. It's just it's just unexpected, and especially when it's about something that we know nothing about, it makes me even more clueless to what the fuck I'm talking about. So, yeah, internet man, yeah, know nothing. Yeah, yeah, I don't really know what to say about it. I mean, it's interesting, like you said, it's it, it's out there, <laughs> um, but I, could say that. I don't know. Yeah, it's not it's not really doing anything for me. What woo gods? What are woo gods? <laughs> I don't know. What are woo? Are you sure is? this is about a band, or or is it, or is there Positive. actually like absolutely current? Okay, it's really weird, dude. But hey, let's see let's see what happens. Supposedly, there have been some games out there that have done shit like this in the past. I know there's been fighting games based around that. I remember what was it called? Like Def Jam Ven- Vendetta and stuff like that where you it was like a fighting game with all like rap artists and stuff like that um (laughs) yeah so but that's what it strikes me as it strikes me as like a like creative wacky project like collaboration um because one of the games that has been based on like their image before was like fairly well received but i just don't know if you can get away with this sort of shit nowadays like maybe they're just testing the waters i i I mean i just don't know um but I mean, I'm sure they know what they're doing. You know, they know it's got to appeal to a certain target audience, and the gameplay's got to be fun. Yeah, I know. Controlling end game. I know. Or looting. I just don't understand. But I know. Okay. 
I know, man. I have no idea. So there is just more waiting and seeing, but this is truly something which is confounding for me. And I know nothing. I can't even <laughs> begin to talk about. <laughs> so sorry. <sighs> right. Well, that's it. That's it. We're done. We did it. Yeah. We wrapped up. Nice. Uh, just only one technical error. Um, and I think we're clocking Ooh. in at just over two hours. That's just how it goes. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, that's what happens when you miss a week. Yeah. you're sick. And we have to cover some of the old news. So hopefully uh, hopefully you sticked with it the whole way. I hope um, so. And uh, yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was good to be back. And uh, if, I, if you, my mic did pick up a lot of my sniffling, I do apologize. I don't think so. Any listeners? No, I think I, th- I think I think we're all right. I think we're all right. I think you're good. I yeah. think you're good. Um, Tim, can you do us an outro, please? I basically just did. <laughs> do a proper one, you know, with a bit of like well-being <laughs> advice. <laughs> no, you do the well-being <laughs> advice. This is your thing. I'm not going to say drink your water. And... <laughs> Don't make your custard too thick or anything like that. Like that'd have been great. Weird. Okay, everyone. Well, you know, um, thanks for coming. We'll be back. We'll. I hope you have enough tissues to blow your nose. Get the soft ones, um, so your nose doesn't get crusty. Uh, have some milk and honey. You know, help you get to sleep. Chamomile tea as well. Um, milk and honey. Yeah. Uh, maybe lemon and water. Hot water. Um, and uh, have a good sleep. Good night. <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.